2: You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast
1: Network. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to episode number 352 of Locked On Raptors for Wednesday, June 20th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of LockedOnRaptors.com and RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySean. Find the show at Locked On Raptors, where there's links to every single episode. And of course, make sure you're checking out the Locked On Podcast Network team focus shows for all 30 NBA teams. You got Locked On Fantasy, you got Locked On NBA. It's a great resource this time of year with the draft uh, tomorrow and lots of rumors and stuff swirling around if you want a local perspective on all the big stories throughout the nba check out the locked on podcast network uh and you can do that as well for the nfl and mlb shows too uh not a full slate of mlb shows just yet but you can still if there's a baseball team you want to hear about including the blue jays check out the corresponding locked on show there is a blue jays show up and running so make sure you check it out if you're into that uh on today's show It's uh, Still, nothing has happened. We'll update yesterday's podcast about nothing. Nothing has happened still, so we're going to continue on uh, trudging through this week where the Raptors aren't really all that involved in anything that's going on uh, with a bit of a throwback to the past, a little bit of an opportunity to get nice and sad in our feelings a little bit, Uh, and joining me to go on this adventure with me is our friend Dharma Nayak. How's it going, man?
0: ahead and... Okay, how about you,
1: buddy? I'm uh, I'm good. I'm I'm over the Raptors. I'm good. I'm ready for the draft. I'm hoping some weird crap happens. I'm happy that two or three really dumb teams are picking you at the top and are probably going to do some dumb stuff. And that that's always Let's intriguing. What Kings? Oh, Kings just don't disappoint. Please do something insane. Same with the Grizzlies. Like the Grizzlies. I mean,
0: it's like I hate to mean, but that's really all you're there for now. Like yeah, just like please help us. Yes,
1: Um, and and so there was a time at which the Raptors were one of those dumb teams that perennially picked at the top of the draft. They were not very good for a long time, and uh, that was compounded by the fact that they sucked ass at drafting for so long. So today's podcast, we are going to go back over the drafts from 2005 to 2014, the window of sad, dark despair for the Raptors for the most part. A couple seasons in there where things weren't all that bad, but for the most part, it sucked a lot. And we're going to dive into all of those years and redraft who we wish the Raptors had taken instead of the guy the Raptors eventually took in the first round. There are a couple rules here. We're going to try to keep it within, you know, if a guy's taken at 7, for example, you can't take someone who's taken like after 17th because at that point it's all just randomness. Uh, extra points, we're not giving points, but extra points that don't matter will be given to picks that, you know, at the time were picks that we definitely wanted to see happen and still didn't happen. We were upset about it. Um, you know, that, that kind of thing. We'll just go back over Raptors history and redraft who the Raptors should have taken during their dark spell of sadness uh, from 2005 to 2014, a time that featured just, uh, I guess, three playoff runs if you count the last one. I'm counting the Bruno draft because um, that obviously was a draft that didn't go perfectly well for the Raptors, so that one's in there, and then the two Sam Mitchell seasons as well are in there. But for the most part, these are some depressing-ass seasons with very bad drafts that the Raptors kind of duffed. So, Dharma, are you ready to go on this excursion back to a darker time? Oh, let's do it. All right. Uh, Let's start with the 2005 NBA draft. A truly horrendous draft.
0: It really is. Yeah, this is a graveyard of, like, (sighs) broken hearts and broken dreams. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, this is a, like, really depressing end of the fantasy draft in NBA Live 08. Uh, Guys that you just put on your team because they were there and had high potential because they were still pretty young in the league. Um, but there are very few good players from this draft. Very few players still kicking around in the league. I guess Gerald Green is still alive. Jarrett Jack is too, I suppose. Um, and at the top of the Man, draft... I am not really sure about that one, though. Yeah, no, He, I mean, he was like... He plays for the Knicks. He was so he's alive. Like, he's alive. Yeah, he was alive for the Knicks this year. Um, I don't think there's a single player drafted between 10 and 20, 21, who is still in the NBA aside from Gerald Green, um, there's some, there's like a bunch of North Carolina guys, all of whom pretty much disappointed except for the second overall pick Marvin Williams, who ended up being like kind of okay, but even then for a second overall pick, like no great shakes. Um, this of course is the draft where Darren Williams and Chris Paul were pretty much the only stars to come out of it. Andrew Bogut, I guess you could argue for a while was pretty good, but this was a terrible draft. So the Raptors didn't really miss out on much where well, they took Charlie Villanueva seventh and then Joey Graham 16th. Um, Dharma, let's start here. I I think the rule for this one would be that you wish they had taken someone who is, I guess, before Joey Graham got taken because that kind of, you know... It kind of nullifies Yeah, exactly. So we'll go between picks 8 and 15. Is there someone in that range that you wish the Raptors had taken instead of Charlie Villanueva? Or did they make the right pick in this situation? I mean, honestly, like, you could argue that they made the right pick. Mm -hmm.
0: But at the same time, I would have taken, like... What was it like three good years of and What was it like? Maybe like what five good years of Andrew Bynum? Yeah. Over what we got from Charlie Villanueva or even Channing Fry. But I had like Channing Fry as the first one I picked just because of the longevity that he's had.
1: Yeah. Channing Fry, I think, probably would be my pick as well. Mostly just because maybe that keeps him off of the Cavs in the 2016 conference finals. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just like the butterfly effect of his career. Maybe it's different. Maybe he's on the Cavs anyway. But um, if he's on the Raptors there. Maybe that doesn't quite happen. Maybe the Raptors ruined him to the point where he's not in the league this, at, at this point. So.
0: Oh, he definitely been ruined with that.
1: Yeah. With that <laughs> so Channing Frye for sure. Um, not really anything else that you would even consider beyond Charlie V. I mean, Charlie V is definitely the second best player uh, in this range and probably like a top eight or nine player from this entire draft. I mean, I haven't really scored yeah. through the second round yet. Um, I guess Monte Ellis is in there. C.J. Miles. Um, Marching Gortat was very late like there's some guys here, but, Johnson. Yeah, not a good draft though so between no. Villanueva and Joey Graham at 16 you had Channing Fry go 8 to the Knicks, Ike Diogu to Golden State, Team Nigeria I think still a Team Nigeria legend uh, Andrew Bynum at 10, Fran Vasquez who never played an NBA game at 11 Yaroslav it Korolev like,
0: Frank Vleet and Grievous Vasquez yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. Uh, Twelve was Yaroslav Korolev, who played 34 NBA games and averaged 1.1 points, 0.5 boards, and 0.54 assists. Uh, After that, Sean May, who I don't understand how that guy was ever supposed to be an NBA prospect because he was enormous. Uh, Rashad McCants, who had some weird stuff with UNC... This UNC team won the title, right? With Williams, yeah, no, they, Ray I Felton. Won the title, yeah. yeah. Williams
0: and McCann's leading
1: the way. Right, right. Um, yeah, Ray Felton was fifth overall in this draft, too. Good God. Um, and then... Ant- Stack team. Yeah, and then former Raptor Antoine Wright at 15, and then Joey Graham at 16. So I think Charlie V was probably the correct pick. We'll go with Channing Frye as the redraft. Uh, after Joey Graham, though, this one's pretty easy, right? Yeah,
0: Danny Granger, Gerald
1: Green. Yeah, Danny Granger for sure is the answer. Uh, even though his knees gave out on him, he was so good for a long time and was the perfect. Like he was what you wish Joey Graham could be, just like a really yeah. good second or third option to play the wing and uh, hit threes and be competent and like have some star power a little bit. Like he was fully realized Joey Graham.
0: Yeah, just a side note. Like when I did my picks and stuff like that, I kind of threw injuries out the window, right? And just looked at like what. Their serviceable years were projected over like, as like a regular NBA career if they cut short. Right. Like they like like like, no, I'm not gonna spoil it, but there's a couple of guys I have (laughs) on my head.
1: Like I kind of just threw their injuries at the window and just like projected it long term hypothetically. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna factor in the injuries a little bit as well, but um, but even then, the injuries still in some cases like we'll get to in the next year. I think even though the, the injuries existed, I would still take the injury-riddled end of the career over what the Raptors ended up getting, if that makes sense. <laughs> um, so, <laughs>
0: this is going to make so much more sense in five
1: minutes. Yeah, um, so yeah, Danny Granger, He. Uh, I remember on draft night, I'd like, never really heard of Danny Granger. But when everyone's like, oh, they should definitely take Danny Granger here, and then Joey Graham, who wasn't even at the draft. It was like 16th overall, and you're going someone who's not in the green room. That's the first red red flag. And yep. to draft him and for Granger to go the next pick, that really irked me, even though I had no no prior knowledge of Danny Granger before that. Um and obviously it, p- it worked out that the Raptors got boned there. Um let's move on to Hakeem. Sorry, go ahead.
0: But I'm just like I left myself I read a name that I thought I recognized Hakeem Warwick. Yeah, Hakeem Warwick
1: That's a yeah. It's a around. it's a dark draft a lot of dunk contest people in that draft. <laughs> Yeah, Nate yeah. Robinson, um, yeah, Gerald Green, Hakeem Warwick. What a bad draft! This is the draft that featured David Lee as like one of the better players. It's the thirtieth pick, and then before that, like Jason Maxil, Johan Petro, Luther Head, Francisco Garcia. This is a all-time horrendous draft. I think people sleep on how bad this draft is.
0: Yeah, no, it's bad.
1: Yeah, um, and the Raptors somehow came out on the better end of that one. Not so much in 2006. Of course, the Raptors, for the only time in franchise history, had Andrea Bargnani go number one to them with the number one pick. Um, this was not the correct pick, right? Uh, no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could try and defend it, but then I'd be lying to myself. Yeah, yeah.
1: So there's, I think there's probably three main contenders who ended up going top ten. And this was one of those weird drafts, like the Anthony Bennett draft, almost, where there was like three or four guys, maybe five or six, who argue, who arguably could have gone number one. Um, yeah. And Bargnani, obviously, because of the Colangelo, Mauricio Garrardini regime, that was always going to be the pick for the Raptors. But who would you have preferred the Raptors take there? Brandon Roy. Yep.
0: <laughs> That's, That's not a question.
1: Brandon yeah. Roy. Six injury-riddled years of Brandon Roy would have been... Just so so much better.
0: It was just so much more fun.
1: Yeah. Pair him with Chris Bosch, like that would have been an actual combination you could be excited about. That would be better a better version of Lamarcus Aldridge and Brandon Roy. Like Yeah, it would. How did the Blazers end up with both Brandon Roy and Lamarcus Aldridge out of this?
0: I mean, like he went to Chicago second overall and then Brandon Roy went to Minnesota.
1: Yeah, but the Blazers like pulled deals for both of them.
0: Did they trade Tyrus Thomas out of this? Yeah, they, they, did. Too.
1: they did. They um, did. Hold on, I'm pulling up Derek, or B- Derek Roy. Brandon Roy's uh, page here. So yeah, he was you know, just a straight-up trade. So he was traded for Randy Foy, who went where in this draft? One spot ahead of Brandon Roy? What a weird draft. Yeah. It went, no. Oh, okay, R- Randy Foy went seven, one behind Brandon Roy. And they were traded for each other, Boston and Minnesota. And then the Blazers traded for Brandon Roy?
0: I don't know. Who did Portland have in this draft?
1: <laughs> this is such a weird draft. Why did it go this way? Yeah, he was... Uh,
0: what? I hope something like this happens tomorrow.
1: He was I drafted really by the Wolves and then traded by the Wolves to the Blazers for Randy Foy, who I guess the Blazers... Okay, how did the Blazers get Randy Foy? This Because the Celtics drafted Randy Foy. This is research I should have done beforehand, but I didn't really do much before this. Um... God, Randy Foy, your pages is long. Uh, so Randy Foy was drafted by the Celtics' 7th overall and was traded by the Celtics with Dan DeCow and Rafe Friends to the Blazers for Theo Ratliff, Sebastian Telfair, and a second-round pick. Sebastian so, Telfair? Hell yeah. Uh, and then the, they decided to trade that 7th overall pick for number 6, Brandon Roy straight up. And then I believe they traded Tyrus Thomas, the Blazers traded Tyrus Thomas for Marcus Aldridge. Super weird, but they did really well. That's back when uh, Neil Shea wasn't running the team. I'm
0: assuming. <laughs> and when they weren't paying ninety million to Evan Turner. Oh my God! Yeah.
1: So <laughs> yeah, Brandon Roy I think is the answer. His six years were. Uh, I mean, he was really good for a while there, man. And he's like one of the. Like people always ask the question, like if you could have one player not be injured you know, who would it be? I think Brandon Roy is probably my answer. He was really fun. He was excellent. Yeah, for
0: me, for me, it's Roy and McGrady, 1A, 1B. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I think maybe you could throw Greg Oden in if you're a Blazers fan and are sad about that, too. Poor Blazers, man. But God you know what? Blazers
0: it. fans deserve this draft after their draft debacles over the years.
1: <laughs> yeah, the Samboui thing. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, they deserve you. this, I think.
1: Yeah, that's that's not unfair to say. Um, any other, like, was there, who did you want the Raptors to take on draft night? Because Brandon Roy... The I, mean, I best remember player. watching
0: this draft, and I like okay at this time I was still like twelve years old. I think I was like what? I was like yeah I was twelve at this time. Yeah, and I liked and I and I wanted to take Patrick O'Brien because it sounded the most like Kobe Bryant. <laughs> I listen, man, that's my twelve-year-old brain made it work.
1: Future Raptor, Patrick O'Brien.
0: I'm like, hey, his name is really similar to Kobe Bryant. Let's just take that guy. Kobe's good. Yeah, so this guy must be good.
1: Don't let twelve-year-olds run basketball teams. I think is the moral of the day. story here. Yeah. Um, This is the draft where Kyle Lowry got drafted, right? Mm Uh-huh. Yeah, he was 24th. Um, Super weird that him and Randy Foy were, like, an all-American backcourt for Villanova at one point.
0: Um, Yeah, and, like, they weren't bad again until, like, recently. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then, so,
0: yeah. Paul Millsap went 47th in this draft. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, this is another strange draft. The mid-2000s. Not the best for talent evaluation, I don't think. Yeah. Maybe the, the end of the one and done threw people off. I don't know. But so with this one, yeah, who did you want? You So you wanted Patrick O'Brien. I think I wanted Rudy Gay, which oddly enough ended up happening at some point anyway.
0: Um, yeah, he was my second pick. Yeah. I, had like, I, I, I listed like two preferred picks that I wanted in case we got like clashing, a, like we got the same one. Yeah, yeah. And I had Rudy Gay as my second option.
1: Yeah, the Connecticut team was really good. I think they came close to winning a title that year. Or...
0: No, they came close.
1: Or was that the year Denim Brown missed the shot at the end? That might have been the year Denim Brown missed the shot at the end. Shouts Denim Brown Cedric um, Simmons Oh my god Some of these names Yeah I don't even know Who Cedric Simmons is um, But yeah Rudy Gay Hilton Armstrong Josh Boone And Marcus Williams All went in the top 23 From that UConn Quincy team
0: Doobie.
1: Quincy Doobie Future Raptor Quincy Doobie <laughs> uh, Lots of future Raptors In this draft
0: And none of them Are very good
1: No Not
0: and at only all only one of them Is like actually All two Okay Yeah
1: Actually, Denim Brown is one of three players that got taken in this draft. He went 40th overall. One of three players to not have an actual page on Basketball Reference. So wow, that's uh, good, right?
0: Wait, would this would he be the? No, he, no, he wouldn't be the last pick for the Seattle SuperSonics at the time. No, he was. Case, a, yeah, though. he
1: was a pick for Seattle though. It was one of the last ones.
0: Oh, this is 06. Sorry, we're yeah. further ahead. Yeah. Wait, and, Rondo was in this draft too.
1: Yeah, super weird draft. Millsap. You got P.J. Tucker, who the Raptors also took. Um, Future Raptor Steve Novak is in this draft. (laughs) It's a bizarre one. All right, you want to move on? Yeah, let's move on to something less sad.
2: Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it?
3: I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes
2: sense. Go to grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.
1: Uh, 2007, the Raptors didn't have a pick, so they didn't screw that up. Moving on.
0: <laughs> 2008, uh, what did I do here? Oh, this is a good one. 2008, one.
1: this is the year I that they. don't know what you did here. Yeah, this is the year that they drafted Roy Hibbert, correct?
0: And then traded him for Jermaine O'Neal.
1: Yes. Um. Oh, boy. Yeah.
0: Honestly? we so are we just going to assume that they didn't trade him?
1: Yeah, we'll assume that. Okay. And maybe they didn't want Roy Hibbert because, uh, I don't know, reasons. They couldn't play him with Chris Bosh, whatever it was. Um, and maybe they only made the pick for Indiana's purposes. But, like, honestly, Roy Hibbert would not have been a bad pick. Before Chris no. Bosh became a center, like Roy Hibbert would have been a nice guy to pair with him. He was like better I mean, Rosho Oostera. We're to talking about the
0: old NBA, right? In way, yeah. you're still looking at the traditional power forward, traditional center.
1: Yeah, he would have been like better Rosho. Yeah,
0: essentially,
1: yeah. Um, much better. So I would have been okay with Roy Hibbert, and I was a Georgetown fan, right? So I like oh, okay. I really liked that Georgetown team with him and Jeff Green somehow, um, and I I, really I held on to Jeff thoughtful. Green being good for a lot longer than I probably should have. Um, you know what?
0: Kind of confession. Yeah, I'm still holding on. <laughs> I, mean, I have severe attachment issues with like athletic wings. We never really made it. C twenty twelve.
1: Can I interest you in Dante Green or uh, any other players who were taken near the bottom of this draft? Um,
0: yeah, so you I know, think I Darrell Arthur ten times out of ten.
1: That's the pick you would have made instead of Roy Hibbert. Oh, absolutely not. No. Okay. Who what did you? Who who would you have preferred?
0: Um, actually, I had my first overall pick was Courtney Lee. That's me too. Same. Oh, really?
1: Yeah, because he. Yeah. Like, we, I mean, he was a big star at Western Kentucky. That team made a tournament run. I think he might might have hit a buzzer beater for them, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. No, like, and
0: I just, I mean, look, like I, he isn't like the most amazing player, but like at 17, you're not drafting for an all star. You're drafting for like a rotation player at
1: best. Yeah, exactly. And he is still very much a good rotation player, albeit maybe slightly overpaid on a very bad Knicks team. But he's good. He's like the team that he's the guy that every team that needs to make a trade is like, yeah, maybe we should get Courtney Lee. He's pretty good.
0: Yeah, he's just the kind of guy that, like, he bounces around the league as a serviceable shooter. Yeah. Which is, like, a fine for a 17th overall pick. And then I had Serge Ibaka as my second
1: one. Right, yeah. Ibaka went 24th to uh, Seattle. Um, I was going
0: to put him first, but then he actually came to the Raptors.
1: (laughs) You didn't put JaVale (sighs) McGee first? 18th? One spot after the Raptors? I was so
0: close to it. I was so (laughs) close. But then I'm like, man, I can't do it.
1: No. JaVale without Andre Blatch and Nick Young would never have become JaVale either, so he needed that... Experience. He needed Javera's Crittenton as well, and Gilbert Arenas. <laughs> Crittenton, shit. He needed Gilbert <laughs> Arenas pooping in shoes to become the JaVale we know today. So the Raptors would have ruined him in a different kind of way than he was ruined. <laughs> There's
0: yeah. actually a bunch of steals in the second round in this one.
1: Yeah, what do we
0: got here? Pekovic, Chalmers, DeAndre Jordan.
1: Yeah, Joey Dorsey, future Lute. Raptor, I believe, with the enormous shoulders.
0: Yeah. Did he play for the, the Raiders? They drafted, you know, drafted a guy named Patrick Ewing from Georgetown University.
1: Yeah, he was Patrick Ewing's kid.
0: Are you serious? Yeah, Patrick Ewing Jr. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah, he was I'm like, like he a guard.
1: Yeah, he was a guard, I'm pretty sure. Which is strange. Lots of just like guys that we never heard of again, though, in the back of this draft. Lots of Eurostash guys. Oh,
0: and, yeah, there's a bunch of those. Like, and I'm NBA
1: proud. champion Sasha Khan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Goran Dragic was forty fifth overall. Yeah, that's a pretty good pick. He worked out. Yeah, there's like, there's like two borderline all stars and one actual all star in this draft.
1: DeAndre in Jordan like, was not. a 2008 draft pick. That doesn't. That seems so long ago.
0: That seems forever ago. Yeah. You know what I think it is? DeAndre's personality is just so young.
1: Yeah, he seems like he was drafted always two like years 2011, ago. 2011, 2012. Yeah, just always two years ago.
0: <laughs> this draft for being so bad in like. The seven All Stars.
1: That's kind of wild. 2005 could never. <laughs> no. So 2009, we move on. The Raptors, of course, had a first-round pick in this draft. They picked ninth overall. They took Demar Derozan, which is probably the correct son. pick. There's they've,
0: no one here I'd rather have.
1: They made the right pick.
0: For once, it's incredible. Turned out, all NBA scorer.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Who the Raptors should definitely think twice about trading. Masai, if you're listening to this. I, I agree. Again, I have attachment issues, so don't listen to me.
1: No, I agree. Attachment issues are fine. I'm with it. And everyone who's, like, really eager to trade him right now, uh, you should maybe uh, work on your soul a little bit and try to find some feeling. Okay,
0: but sidebar, if, if the Kings do something stupid as we expect them to, and suddenly you have the Hawks at three, who, again, are prone to do something... Do you pull the trigger if Doncic is still on the board?
1: I mean... If it's, like, Memphis?
0: Yeah, at we're talking to Memphis.
1: Yeah, definitely
0: I mean... Like, I'll eat Parsons' contract if we're two picks away from Doncic.
1: First of all, I, re- I respect the hell out of everyone who has talked this DeMar DeRozan trade that's definitely not happening, or probably even on the table, into happening. Like, congrats to Raptors fans for that. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's certainly not happening. Oh, no way. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, so, I mean, if that's there, I don't think Doncic is going to fall. It sounds like the Hawks might take him at three, because that would be the smart thing to do. And the Hawks are, like, the least dumb team picking in the top five, so I trust them to make the right decision here. Um, and so, I mean, if you can swindle the Kings, hell yeah, do that. All day. I'm down for that. I'm not sure the Kings are going to do that, but who knows? It's the Kings. They might do some dumb stuff. Like, they, in this draft, picked Tyreek Evans. I guess that wasn't a bad pick at the time, but um, what a weird draft. This Ricky is the,
0: Rubio and Johnny Flynn. Before My Steph Curry,
1: yep. Uh, good job. That's
0: going to go down as an all-timer in NBA history.
1: It's like, it might be the, the best, or the worst draft screw-up ever. It's insane. Two picks. Yeah, honestly,
0: because you had two chances.
1: Yeah, and you took point guards with both picks. Like, if they were like, okay, we think Jordan Hill is going to be a good big, we want to take Jordan Hill, and then took Ricky Rubio, I'd be like, okay, I get it. You were trying to disperse There's the positions. But they took two point guards.
0: They had, there's,
1: One of which came from Syracuse. Point guards in
0: the top ten, and they took a two that weren't good. Oh my god. It's amazing. <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, the Raptors didn't screw up this draft. Uh, t- taken later, I mean, if you wanted to avoid the, the wrath of Gerald Henderson, I guess you could have you know, been happy with Gerald Henderson if that was the pick. Um, Drew Holiday became pretty good. Yeah. He's probably Drew the probably. guy that if, you know, he's the guy if they didn't end up taking tomorrow, he's the guy that I probably would have wanted.
0: Yeah, DeMar had gone a little bit earlier. Those but, were good yeah, UCLA like,
1: teams, too. Really good UCLA teams.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I this is when West Coast basketball really started to take off.
1: Yeah, that's fair.
0: Especially like the new wave of like West Coast basketball.
1: That UCLA team lost in the final, right? To like, Memphis or something?
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, okay. yeah think they lost to Derrick Rose in Memphis.
1: No, they oh. lost to Tyreek Evans in Memphis, I'm pretty sure. Or did Derrick Rose win the title? Didn't Derrick Rose win the I don't know. Who cares? Derek Rose. Okay, moving on. Yeah, Roddy Bobob went went late in this draft. Had he been fully realized, maybe he's the guy we're talking about, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Other former Raptors taken in this draft James Johnson, uh, Damari Carroll, Wayne Ellington, who's pretty Uh much CJ Miles. Uh Um, (laughs) Who else we got here? Uh, Jody Meeks, who helped the Raptors out by getting suspended this year. That was cool. Thanks, buddy. Taylor Griffin was in this draft. Blake Griffin's brother. That was weird. Did he
0: ever pan out? How many games did he play?
1: Taylor Griffin played eight NBA games for the Phoenix Suns. Uh, better than most. Yeah, better than a lot. Uh, Patrick Beverly went in the draft as well. That's a good one. But yeah, yeah.
0: Patrick Beverly is your classic second round steal.
1: Yeah, that's a very good pick. Um, no, the Raptors got it right, which is weird. I, I don't really know how to. Well, just move on. I don't know how to segue. They they got it right. Move to twenty ten. Hey, so we went a little bit long, and I've been trying to keep these a little bit shorter than they have been recently, so I'm going to break this apart into two episodes, so if you want to hear the second half of redrafting the Raptors drafts from 2005 to 2014, I'll find a snappier name for it, I promise. Uh, please tune into the next episode, I'll just pick it up right from where we left off with the 2010 NBA Draft. Hey, what's up? Welcome to episode number 353 of Locked on Raptors uh, for Thursday, June 21st. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of LockdownRaptors.com and RaptorsHQ.com. Of course, you can find me on Twitter at WoodleySean, where you can find, and you can find the show at Locked Raptors where there are links to every single episode.
2: Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it?
3: When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense.
2: You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music.